You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 56 of the geekiest show ever. My name is Mark Greentree and us. My name is Mark Greentree and as always I'm joined by my partner in crime Kevin Alder. Kevin, how are you going? Oh, sounds like I'm doing better than you already. How are you dealing with the time switcheroo that you've gone through today? Oh, jeez. I, I don't know what's happening. We, we've gone back an hour. And to record this show, and then I've got not another Mac podcast straight after, I'm thinking, okay, I've gone back an hour. Did the guys in the US go back an hour with me, or do they stay at their normal time? What time do I record? And I know people who understand time changes are probably hitting their heads against the wall right now, but... I gotta tell you, it's too confusing. I just and what, what makes it worse is when I do not another Mac podcast. I've got people in different time zones. At least Kevin, I know you're in the the uh, Eastern time zone in the US. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't move out of my time zone. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, when you get to you know having a, a bigger show with multiple guests on, it gets very very challenging and very difficult. It's always very enjoyable to do as this show is, but. Oh, boy, I could do without the daylight saving changes, that's for sure. It's just, it's too much. So, Kevin, what have you been up to this week? Uh, my appropriate weight if I was 11 feet tall, but we won't go into that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> and for any listener that knows where that line comes from, email me. I don't know what I'll give you, but email me and let me know at the geekiest show ever. <laughs> Fantastic. You'll so. win a surprise. <laughs> now, you may not want the surprise, but <laughs> you'll win it anyway. Indeed. <laughs> now, I, you know, I'm not going to go on too much of a rant like I did last week. I think I said it all in last week's show. And uh, you know what? We didn't we didn't get any feedback off Scott. He uh, he said, "Listen, I want you guys to move on to the next topic <laughs> without going um, back too much." So, you know, Scott. Oh, you know, we've, we've, I don't know what we're going to talk about for the next hour as a result, Kevin, because, you know, no one else sends us feedback. Thank you, listeners. That's, yeah, really. Come on, guys. Send us some feedback. Call us a bunch of hockey pucks or something like that. You know, whatever. <laughs> we're good with it. It doesn't bother us. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering if a lot of people agreed with what I was ranting about last week, so there's nothing to reply to, you know, because obviously you only really reply when you disagree or have a different opinion, perhaps. But, um, you know, I'm still in a quagmire. I still don't know what to do. I went out shopping yesterday and I was looking at Blu-ray players again. You know, the listeners to my shows would realize my PlayStation 3 blew up a few months back and and I just haven't replaced it yet. Um, and, you know, I, I just I go into the DVD stores out here in Australia and I look and I go, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy. And it's only on a select few movies, and it's not always on the movie I want. And then I think, oh, do I want to have to buy Blu-ray to get the best quality? Then buy standard def on iTunes so that the kids can watch the same movie and stuff like that. It gets very difficult. You know, I'm not going to rehash everything again. If you want to hear about all my complaints about the movie industry and that they're criminals, go back to episode 55. But, you know, I still don't know what to do, Kevin. It's just... It's very confusing, and I, I think, you know, I was having a bit of a chat with Scott over Twitter on, on the topic and what his thoughts were, just to get a little bit of feedback from him during the week. And, you know, I, I just said to him, basically, that in Australia, we are so gimped uh, by what the, the studios offer us. We pay more, 
and we still get the standard definition. And then we've even got limitations. Certain movies, they'll be available in high def, but you can only hire them through the iPad or the Apple TV. You can't even hire the high def on your Mac, um, let alone buy it. So it, it's just the, the local industries anyway um, that distribute the content in Australia just aren't supporting Australians. And I know in the US, there's many more options and it's much better, but feel sorry for some of us other countries out there in the world because we, we do get a raw deal. Um, and it just shouldn't be that way. We're universal now. You know, I just want to buy a movie off, say, Universal Studios and have it anywhere in the world. If I choose to move country, it doesn't matter. There should be no more formats, no more rubbish. It should just be simple. And bottom line is you should just be able to sit back and enjoy the content, not worry about what format it's on, what quality it's at, and will you be able to play it in five years' time? Yeah, yeah we're, we're both on the same page there. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's ridiculous. This stuff should be easily playable no matter where I am, what I want to play it on. Just let me play it. You know, and if I had to pay an extra five dollars to get it in a format that would play anywhere, anytime, cool. I'm all right with that. You know, it doesn't bother me. the The region encoding really bugs the crap out of me. Absolutely, even yeah. as bad as the other stuff. Hey, Kevin, you know what's really quite interesting is there's a DVD, sorry, a Blu-ray player by Samsung that's been released. It was announced in January, and it's got a cloud networking service attached to it. So if you've got a DVD, now it's got to be a legitimate DVD that you've actually purchased. You put the DVD in the drive. This DVD, uh, this Blu-ray player will scan that DVD and go, okay, this is a legitimate copy. You've actually bought it. And for a dollar, you can buy the version that's in the cloud and then stream it down to your TV whenever you feel like it. Hmm, that's now, interesting. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, I, you know what? I'll have to put it. It's I'm pretty sure it's the Samsung E6500 um, series. You know what? I'll put it in the show notes um, because I, I looked at that and I went, okay, so what we were talking about last week, being not able to transfer a license from a physical media to a digital media, that wasn't necessarily true. You can do it and it's proof positive that... The information is there on a, just a DVD to support, you know, moving it to the next thing. Now, of course, th this is all Samsung proprietary stuff. So it's going to be like, you know, if you buy Sony proprietary stuff, it's going to only work on their platforms. I don't even know if there's an app available for any platform. Um, there may be one that they have specifically for their Android devices that maybe support playback on, on the run. But I thought it was really ingenious. And for a buck, you could have the standard definition streaming down for a dollar. That's a good upgrade path. That, to me, says, hey, cool, I can go and buy this DVD, spend 20 bucks on it, pay $1 more, and know that I can have it on, you know, on other devices. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that idea. And I'm a Samsung fan. I mean, right here, I've got a Samsung uh, TV. I've got a Samsung DVD player recorder, uh, actually VCR combo that I bought a few years ago. Things still works great. I'm not getting rid of it. Um, I like Samsung stuff. Don't let Allison hear us say that because uh, 
she she hates Samsung with a passion too. You know what? But, I, um, I used to have a bit of a hatred for Samsung back in the late nineties. Um, you know, the family basically bought this this one of the big uh, I forget what they called they DLP projectors or DSP and something. It, it was one of those that looked like a normal TV set, but it had the projector in the back, and so it would project oh, from the rear to the screen. And the quality yeah. of that, I, you know, admittedly it was like one meter wide and, and it was in, you know, pre-1080p days. But the quality was atrocious. You just couldn't watch it. It would sort of, um, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but it would create like a, a glowing effect and then the corners would be blurred out a little bit. And it was just a mess. And after that, I just went, oh, I don't want to touch Samsung. But certainly in the last maybe five to six years, their screens and their displays are some of the best in the industry. And that's yeah, probably why Apple's using them for the iPad 3. Yeah, they, um, I, when every time I've gone to look at monitors, you know, for, cause you know my thing about I can't have too many monitors hooked up to my system. The, uh, the Samsungs are always nice displays, but, you know, I'll look at something that looks almost as good to, to my eyes and for a little less money, but I've come really close a couple times to buying a Samsung display, uh, you know, in the like 23, 24 inch range. And then some of their TVs, uh, when you go over to Costco, which here in the United States is a big discount warehouse that sells everything from band-aids to diapers by the skid and, you know, whatever, Geritol by the skid or whatever. I actually got Costco out here in Australia now. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's not. I was thinking, is it Best Buy or Costco? But I'm pretty sure it's Costco. And um, it, that, that's the one where you pay a yearly membership and then you get the discounted prices and you can purchase in bulk. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got that yeah, out you, here. We've got like, I think, two stores now. Well, you, the other thing you can do is, uh, and my kids love to do this, is if you go on uh, during the day, you can kind of like go around lunchtime. You can get enough free samples that you can eat a free lunch. They're giving <laughs> free cool. samples. <laughs> They give free samples of all, you know, like six or eight or ten different foods or something like that. Oh, that's and, cool. You know, it's hot. Speaking it's of hot that, food, too. Oh, that's cool. Speaking of that, my local hardware store actually does a sausage sizzle every single day at lunchtime. And, uh, you know, Ooh. so if you work in the offices around, you can just run down, get get your lunch, and go back to work. I don't know if I'd want a sausage sizzle every day for lunch, but, uh, you know, now I feel like one. Why did I bring that up? You know, I know now you made me hungry. I'm glad I'm eating dinner after we get done recording. Well, you know what? I haven't even eaten breakfast yet, and I don't know what time it is because it's it says on my clock that it's seven twenty seven a.m., but it should be eight twenty seven a.m. because we went back an hour. So I'm way overdue on 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 filling up my gut. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we talk about random stuff on this show, but that's why I love this show. It's so much fun. Yeah. Now, before we go too far off movies, so what what I'll do is I'll I'll go and do a bit, bit more research on this cloud service via Samsung and and really figure it out and we'll talk about it a bit more on next week's show because I feel it's one of those topics that you know it's going to be out there and available but I have a feeling that because Samsung isn't quite unquote Apple with this big ecosystem and and all the media press pushing it that you know, it's going to get sort of slid under the carpet and, and not really taken notice of or given, you know, uh, full credit, uh, 
credence to, I guess. Maybe that's the wrong word. Yeah. Um, but but given yeah. enough, you know, sort of respect and so forth. Um, and certainly, you know, look, I keep up with news and technology as frequently as I can. And I did not come across this. And this was something that came out of CES 2012. So um, I'll find out more about it. But it what- is... Sorry, Kevin. Uh, I'm sorry, but it is but it is available now, right? It, you can purchase it now in the shops worldwide, even in Australia. I can get it. Um, so it it's interesting. Um, so yeah. look look for some more information in the show notes, uh, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more on next week's show. And because um, I, I think that's really a good way to you know move a DVD collection from you know the old physical format to the digital format without breaking copyright. This is all copyright approved by the copyright holders. Uh, so you're not pirating here, which is really, really good. Anytime you can avoid piracy, piracy, sorry, it's always best. And this gives you a legitimate way to do that. So I really like that. I wish more places would do it. I'd love to be able to put a DVD in my Mac and then iTunes connects up to the server and says, okay, pay your dollar, even maybe $2, and we'll give you the digital copy. That'd be pretty cool. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, that would be. That would be nice. And uh, it would be because, I mean, you're, you're proving, as you said, you're proving that you own the, the copy. You know, it's not like you, you ripped it and burned it yourself or your friend did it or whatever like that or somebody, you know, in the United States sent it to you or anything like that. You know, it's it's legitimate. You should be able to do it. But, I mean, that's that's just the way things should work in a global economy. But, you know, another thing about movies is I understand you've had some uh, interesting things with uh, different types of movies that you've been looking at this past week. Yeah, you know, I, I watched a movie um, about a week or so ago, and, um, oh, why did I close iTunes? It, it was actually up... It, it's called 20 Million Miles to Earth, and it's a sci-fi movie, and it's your classic 1940s, 50s um, sort of sci-fi movie where, you know, the spacecraft crashes and the astronauts that were on the spacecraft were bringing back, you know, this sample of an alien life, and the alien life through, you know, a child innocently gets out into the society and then goes and, and literally you know, doubles in size over a matter of hours and just keeps growing and growing until it's, you know, just this pure monster. And so it's basically your classic monster flick that when you watch it, you go, oh man, that is such bad special effects. But you know what? When you think about it for the time, it would have been absolutely magical. It would have been frightening. It would have been terrifying. It would have been bleeding edge, really. Um, so when you actually sit back and enjoy it for what it is and, and so forth, you can forgive that the monster looks fake and, you know, the, the special effects are very limited, but it, it's a great movie. It, it's definitely worth a rental, not a purchase. Um, and, but I was again confused because they had the colorized version and then they had the, the traditional black and white version. Now the film was originally filmed in black and white that's the original source material and the reason they did it in in black and white color was available in in 57 when they did record it but the budget wasn't there to support color uh and color recording and the the i was going to say the developer the director really (laughs) wanted to actually have the movie in color 
So you think, okay, the director with the director's visage, uh, you know, visage and uh, you know thought process and that would do a really good job. You know, I just watched the trailer and I wasn't convinced. It was like it seemed washed out in places. It seemed bland in places, and. You know, I, I just look at old movies and I think, you know, black and white. One of my favorite movies is Casablanca. And I would never want to watch that in a colorized version. The movie is so much more spectacular in black and white. It just, I, I like to keep things in their original form uh, and be somewhat of a purist when it comes to enjoying movies. I don't know if you're the same, Kevin, but I just... I don't like the colorization, and I don't believe they really do it well. I think it's as badly implemented as turning a a standard 2D movie into a 3D movie in post-production. Oh, dear God, don't start me on that one. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, the the black and white versus color, I don't know uh, if you get the Turner Broadcasting Network down there or any of their products uh, that's produced here in the United States. Ted Turner... Who oh, we, runs, get, we get uh, some of his stuff. It just depends uh, whether it's any good or not. Well, well, yeah. I mean, some of the original content that he's produced over the years has been good. I watch uh, his networks, but he was one of the first ones to start colorizing old classic movies here in the United States. And the first ones I saw, I thought I was going to throw up because the color colorization, hmm, new teeth again, can't get that word out, was so bad that. The character would move, and then the color would catch up to the character. You know, it's like they'd shift over enough, and then then the color, it was like a ghost following them around the screen. And it was just god-awful. And then when they started colorizing some of the movies that I grew up loving that were black and white originally, and I think one of the, the most sinful things they ever did was they took the original filming of Miracle on 34th Street, the one with Natalie Wood as a child, Hmm. And they colorized it. And I was like, God, can't you leave anything alone, people? I mean, come on. This is a classic movie. It was intended to be in black and white. Give up on it. Just Mm -hmm. leave this stuff alone. It didn't add a thing to the content of the movie. Not one solid freaking thing. And that's my point with the colorization. What is it going to add to the movie uh, that... You know, that it didn't have. I mean, I can't remember any of my favorite old black and white movies that colorizing them would benefit the movie in any way. I mean, especially like some of the old John Wayne films that were oh, black yeah, and white. Absolutely. Yeah. Why colorize that crap? You know, John Wayne um, and, and Errol Flynn, some of his movies were just absolutely superb. But yeah, you just don't want it redone. <laughs> you know, there, there's a difference between. Say, for instance, taking the original analog source material and digitally mastering it and making it look better, giving it better clarity, making it compatible with high-definition TVs so that it it just bounces out better than you've ever seen it before. I don't mind that so much as long as the restoration process doesn't do any damage to it. And I, I feel, unfortunately, that sometimes the restoration process does do damage to movies, and especially colorization. That just... I've never come across a colorized movie that I could say is actually good. Um, you know, and, yeah. and you look when people talk and you can see in their mouths and you can see, okay, that's not a pink ton in there. It's this gray kind of black and white ton, especially the early <laughs> yeah. versions of colorization. 
you know, I'm sure the process is a lot more refined and getting better now. Um, well, it's digital, all digital now. So, I mean, it should be better, but it, I still see that kind of artifact. I, I guess for lack of a better term, it's artifacting mm-hmm. um, that, that happens when they colorize. The one I was talking about, the person had like on a red shirt, you know, a pair, or they colored it red in the colorized movie, and they'd shift over, and it was like, okay, you can see not just a hint of black and white, mm-hmm. but you can see some serious black and white, and then the shirt moved over and caught up with them. <laughs> it's like, good God, people, stop. Just give it up. I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's unwatchable in my opinion. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it is stupid. I do like it when they do go back and take uh, old black and white films or even some of the old original color films um, and they digitally remaster them and clean them up a little bit and make them look better. We recently saw, although not one of my favorite movies, uh, The Wizard of Oz, a digitally remastered version, and it looked nice. It yeah. really looked nice. And that was a movie shot in black and white and color both. And it looked really good to see it really popped when you looked at it on the screen. Um, but I would hate to see them, you know, try to. And, and what's really funny in that movie is where they try to fake the sepia black and white look at the uh, at the beginning of the movie. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they switch to color when Dorothy lands in mm-hmm. Oz, you know, and steps out of the house. Um and my kids were going, gosh, what a cheesy special effect. And just like the sci-fi movie you were talking about. And I went, yeah, but this was high tech back then. I mean, this was mm. this was primo state-of-the-art high tech. And, you know, uh, just like you and I had a conversation, uh, I don't know, was it last weekend or sometime about uh, I was watching the uh, movie Hackers. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's mm-hmm. Hackers from back in the mid-90s. And the technology and stuff, when you look at it in those movies, is so dated now. <laughs> uh, that, those movies are uh, really funny. One of my favorite from the late 90s is uh, The Net. With, and I think, it was, you know, I, I mainly saw that because of Sandra Bullock. But that, <laughs> that's another discussion for another day. Um, yeah. but, but even that movie was just uh, really... Now when you watch it, you just go, oh, really? <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. hideous. How can we watch it? And you know what I think is bad about the sort of tech movies that are out there? When they get to that stage, they really date the movie badly. Um, one one thing that I think Hollywood's started to do now a little bit more is they're not putting things like mobile phones in or showcasing uh, the exact mobile phone anymore. And I think it's because basically they figured out, well, wow, this dates this movie then to a period in time. Um, so they're, they're sort of taken out things now that can actually date the movie, which I think is good because, you know, who wants to watch a, a James Bond movie where he's using an old Nokia phone that, you know, just isn't it in doesn't production even anymore. Exist. And, and, you know, it, yeah, just, you know, he's, he's, he's this super spy and, <laughs> you know, Admittedly, I'm a big James Bond fan. When you go back to some of the originals, you know, you go, okay, well, they're still using the payphone and and it's sort of old technology. But, you know, the spy stuff wasn't really dated. But, you know, when you sort of have... I forget which movie it was, whether it was... uh, Sorry, I'm trying to remember. One of the movies were were heavily criticised for having too much product placement in it. 
and having a lot of mm. product advertising. And, and I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember if it was with Daniel Craig or whether it was one of the Pierce Brosnan movies. But it, it was one in the last decade or so, I think. And maybe 15 years or so. Um, and, yeah, it was sort of like every other scene you would see, oh, okay, well, they've got this there and they're promoting this and then they've got this there and they're promoting that. Uh, and that stuff really does date the movies quite badly. But to carry that full circle back, that's where the black, the colorization of the old black and white movies is sad. It's okay to let those black and white movies look dated mm -hmm. because the content and the story and everything in them, that's what makes them classic or that's what makes them interesting. And it's, it's one of those times when you want to step back to a, you know, in the, with the pace of modern life, you want to go back to a more simplistic, more um, uh, wondered look at the world. I guess you know when oh, yeah. when movies were the were the premier entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, not like they. You know, movies are not the premier entertainment nowadays that they once were. People don't ha didn't have home theaters. You know, hell, most of them just had radios and stuff in the house. You know, so going to the movies was quite an event. So I, I mean, I can remember growing up going to, going to see a movie was like, wow, what a big week, you know, and now well, it's not so much. And you have these multiplexes that show 55 different movies on the screens and it kind of takes something out of the experience, but <laughs> you know, and I'm not into the, I refuse to go see a 3d movie. I do not see the point in 3d. And you know, it really cannot. That, that, it doesn't add a thing. That, that's really interesting because I, I've never sat through a 3D movie. And the reason why I haven't is I've tried. And the glasses give me a headache. I can't stand it. Now, in saying that, I also have a Nintendo 3DS. And I can play 3D games without getting a headache. So I have no idea what the difference is. But one, of course, is with glasses and one is without glasses. So it must be... Something that the glasses do, being so close to the eye or something that gives me a headache. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know that a lot of people suffer headaches from 3D. Um, but I've got to be quite honest. In the last, I guess, month to uh, two months or so, every time I've picked up the 3DS, I've actually turned the 3D off. The, the quality of the 2D graphics within all the games are just great enough that... You know, you've got to really want 3D to say, hey, it's actually, you know, pushing something interesting here. And the problem you've got with a, a glasses-free 3D is you move your head slightly away and you lose that 3D effect. Now... Is that how it works? I haven't how, used one. That's how it works. It's got a, a quite a narrow uh, field of view. So if you can imagine playing, say, for instance, uh, I'm playing F1 2011 on a, at the moment, which is a, a rather good game, uh, but I, I turned the 3D effect off it because with a racing car game, even with the handheld, you're moving your body as well, even if you don't think you are. You, your body's sort of moving in space. You're taking that corner. You're sort of you're moving your head. It just naturally happens. And as you do that, you sort of go, oh, well, hold on a sec. <laughs> what happened there? It's sort of you know, blurring out and doubling a little bit and so forth. Um, you know, there's some games that do it extremely well. I'm thinking, uh, you know, things like uh, Mario Kart and uh, Super Mario 3D. They look absolutely superb in it. Um, but some of these other games that are released by, 
EA games and Codemasters and and uh, Ubisoft and so forth, they don't put necessarily the time in to enhance that 3D as Nintendo do. Because, you know, of course, Nintendo wants, you know, the 3D to look its best. They're selling a 3D console. Um, But I honestly can't see the 3D going really into the future as being a viable option for any media. It's cool. It's interesting. But it it does tie your eyes. Yeah, I just... I I mean, I've been... I'm trying to remember what the last it, it hasn't been real recently that I went to see a 3D movie and to me they always seem to make it too gimmicky. I really don't want to fool with 3D until I get the holodeck experience like on the Enterprise, you know. Really oh, it I just doesn't make now, now this is a good <laughs> point. Apple gives away and I know this isn't an Apple show but I'm going to have a little rant, Kevin. Apple gives away half rant. Yeah, rant time. We, you know what? We need a little sound effect. <laughs> Wait, but let, let me get, let me let me lean back and get comfortable here. Hang on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we could be here a while, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, look, Apple gave away half their wealth to greedy shareholders. Now, I don't understand the share market, and I don't care for shareholders. You're as bad as lawyers, in my opinion. You got too much money and don't know what to do with it. Anyway, besides that, now I, I will say this much: if it's you know. Little people like you and me owning a few shares, I, I don't have a problem with you. I've got a problem with the people who own thousands of shares and don't care about the company. They only care about getting dividends and making money. Um, but basically, Apple's given away half their wealth and they're going to pay dividends. You know, with that amount of money, they could go out there and they could cure cancer. They could go out there and they could do something that's never been done before, like create a holodeck. If they're yeah. going to waste money and, you know, piss it down the drain, why not do something great with it? I mean, you know, Bill Gates has, has always sort of been, from a Mac side of things, he's always been sort of the evil guy running Microsoft and so forth. But <laughs> now he's taken his wealth and he's given it away. He's not giving it to his kids. His kids are going to go out there and, you know, yeah, they're going to be catered for to a certain extent, but they're not going to get the wealth. He's saying, no, they've, they've got to go and live their own life and, and make their own wealth. And he's given it away and he's you know, putting it into third world countries to stop diseases and so forth, which is great. And I was thinking, why are Apple giving money back to the shareholders? If someone bought a share at $200 a share, now it's worth, I think it's, what is it, Kevin? It's 600 Six, it? 600 I think it's closed at 600 Sell your shares. There's your money, you know. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just absolutely nuts. Apple doesn't have to pay you back anything. You've invested. They've made an absolute fortune for you. Sell your shares and go and put your money somewhere else. Or just retire because a lot of people with a lot of shares would actually, you know, be rather well off. Um, and, I, you know, I was yeah. just thinking when this came up, you know, they, they only recently had Steve Jobs pass away as a result of cancer. Why not put all that money into cancer research? You know, do something good yeah. with the wealth that you've created. You know, maybe, well, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I just, you know, the whole financial thing and greed and everything, I, I look, I, I want to continue to look back at times when money wasn't the be-all and end-all and mankind worked together in more of a barter system to help each other out. And 
I, I just feel that greed doesn't work well in, in modern society. I, I want to live in the Star Trek world where it's not about how wealthy you are, what you have, your possessions, but moving forward, moving forward uninhibited. And Apple yeah, and, has got the and advancing the human race. Definitely. Yeah. A- Apple could have done marvelous things with that. You know, forget the iPad, forget the iPhone. Who needs another one? They're, they're great what we've got, right? But they could have done, and they could have. They could have done something really, really good with their money, and they just gave it back to shareholders. Yay! I'm really excited to go and buy the next Apple product because my money doesn't <laughs> go to anything good. It just goes back to shareholders. Hmm. And the shareholders, not I'm sure, ninety percent of them probably use Windows. So you know, <laughs> why, why give them our money? You know, we pay a premium yeah. for our Apple products. I want my money to go into something that's going to advance, advance technology or advance mankind to go into a better place in society. You know, maybe make us all healthier. You know, I've got no idea. You know, I'm, I'm just one of these little guys with a <laughs> with a little podcast that you know gets on my bandwagon occasionally and has a bit of a whinge and a complaint. And you know, I don't know if it's even plausible to suggest that there's a, a cure for something like cancer, but. You know, until the research is done and until it's conclusively said, hey, no, we've put in billions of dollars and there is no way to cure this. Well, you know, I believe that we should be putting money, you know, into the right areas. And it doesn't even need to be cancer. It could be something else. If you look at, you know, people being homeless and stuff like that, there's so much adversity throughout the world and so much inequality throughout the world that... Apple's got the money to really change the world and and to do something good with it. And for a technology company to do that, it would humanize them, in my opinion. And uh, I just don't agree with giving money back to shareholders. I think shareholders should just sell, make their profit margins and move on. Well, you know, there was somebody, you know, I can't disagree with you there, but there was, we, we can only hope that, and I can only believe that there'll be a second round of, of this and maybe there'll be some uh, philanthropic donations at that point in time. But somebody also did a calculation because all this money that they're talking about giving, getting rid of, which is like half of the cash they're sitting on, is not right away. It's over the course of some time frame and I don't remember what it was. But you know, somebody actually did a calculation. If you want to know somebody that's slick at business, they figured out that the amount of money and in the way in which Apple is going to pay it out that their coffers will probably actually not go down, but go up in the process because the rate they're taking in money will be faster Mm -hmm. than the rate they're paying it back out. So actually they won't lose any money on this deal. And so I'm not so much worried about them losing money. I was, if you listen to not another Mac podcast a a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, Oh no, the doom and gloom back to the nineties of Apple, you know, almost going bankrupt. Uh, I've sort of moved past that, but you know, it, look, I'm I'm going to go back on the the medical side of things again. If you look at the the health systems throughout the world, I know U.S. in the U.S. there's the health system isn't the best. In Australia, the public health system isn't the best. I mean, Apple build Apple hospitals for crying out loud, you know, just I hospital, I hospital. There we go, you know, I ambulance, I hospital, I health, <laughs> you know. That amount of money could really help a lot of people who, guess what, are your future purchases. You keep them healthy at a yeah. cheaper rate, 
they can buy more of your toys. <laughs> then we can all benefit. Well, yeah. That's right. Well, you know, when I need that uh, defibrillator and it's an eye defibrillator, you know, and it has a dock for my iPod. So while they're shocking my heart back to starting, I can <laughs> I can have my, you know, be listening to uh, the, the current episode and not another Mac podcast. Absolutely. And who you know? wouldn't who wouldn't flat on their back, you know, their last breath being taken, wouldn't want to listen to not another Mac podcast or the geekiest show ever. That's right. You know what? You know that's it. That's the that's Nirvana. As you either come or go from this astral plane to the next. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, God, oh. we go on a tangent. But you know, dear God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. I started this one again. <laughs> you you know what I'm like. When, once I get a boom, my bonnet, I uh, I just go for it and. Uh, but no, I just see a lot of the times, I just look at how money is misappropriated and, and just misspent, and it's like, geez, you know, you could do so much more for society, or you could advance society so much better. Don't give it to greedy shareholders who have more money than they're worth anyway. If they need money, they can sell their shares. My opinion. Well, you know, let's... Let's let's hope maybe some of those greedy shareholders feel like you do, and they'll do something to advance society or kill or uh, kill. That's good. That's a good word. Cure the world's ails. Maybe by them getting all that money back, they'll they'll say, "Hey, you know, I need to do some good for the world." Let's hope that karma helps out and 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 does things good for people. Fingers crossed. And certainly, you know, I've always had a, a healthy respect for Bill Gates. Without Bill Gates, we wouldn't have Apple. With you know, if if you didn't have the competition. You know, it, it just wouldn't be there. Um, and to see what he's doing now for the third world countries, you know, is just fantastic. Um, you know, and I'd like to see a lot more people with the money, similar to what he has, to actually do that. You know, no one needs billions of dollars in their personal, you know, finances. No one. I, there's no reason. There's no excuse for it. Um you know, and, and if, you know, I'm going to go on an, another little rant here. If, if you look at the amount of money that sports personalities and, you know, movie stars and music stars get paid and that, I mean, seriously, are they really worth that kind of money? You know, it, they get paid millions of dollars to go out there and, you know, some people think they're acting like a goose and some people think that they're putting on a brilliant show. But if they don't sort of... You know, if they hoard that money or just waste it on clothes and shoes and rubbish, I mean, what's the point? I don't know. Maybe I'm well, well, talking crazy again. No, nah, never you. No, that would never happen. But <laughs> the other side, the other side to it too. You know, and they make a ton of money. And I mean, I work near a professional sports complex, and I know the amount of money. And I see these people driving around in Mercedes SUVs and stuff like that. And I'm trying to, I'm just trying to buy enough gas to get to and from work, you know, for the <laughs> week. And, you know, we're, 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 and, bit, we're bitter poor people, Kevin. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I'm not bitter, maybe a little angry, but not bitter. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's tough. And I, you feel bad and then you see these people then they get these fortunes and then i you know it's bad enough at time but then they squander it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean they really you see some of these celebrities uh whether they're uh 
you know, actors or, or athletes, and they will squander some money seriously. Then you have others that are very philanthropic and donate money and create charities and mm -hmm. foundations and stuff like that, that they really do. And, you know, it's funny. It seems to be a fair majority of the sports community that does that more so than maybe some of the the Hollywood crowd. Now, there's not. I'm not saying there isn't some of the Hollywood crowd that does that. They will pick a... Uh, you know, a favorite charity and, mm -hmm. um, really push it. I wonder how much they donate to it. And, you know, I well, don't know, and I'm not going to judge them. No, I mean, and certainly some of them do it and don't want it made public. You know, there's a lot of donations that are made to certain, um, you know, fundraisers and, and, um, and so forth that I know that a lot of people sort of say, Hey, no, we don't, we don't want to be known to support this and not, because they don't want to support it, but they don't want the public accolade for giving giving away money that they had sitting there doing nothing. So, yeah, I, I, Kevin, I think yeah. it's time in, in our society that people should work towards the future of mankind more than their own independent futures. Yeah, I, and my philosophy has always been I love to give people a hand up, but, man, it burns my ass just to give somebody a hand out. Mm, I, I, I can't. I can't stand that, and that just drives me up the wall. But if you want a hand up, God love you. I'm going to be there to give you that hand up, and I will try my best if it's within my means to do so. I completely agree. Now, let's go back to selfishness for a bit because, you know. Okay, good. I like that. It, everyone's got to be selfish, us included, and, and until the governments of the world come and say, you know what? We're going to put your tax into really good things and advance the future of mankind instead of buy, buying ivory back scratches. Um, <laughs> another Simpsons and, and, and in the United States where they buy the $10,000 damn toilet seats and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> I, I wonder what it's like to do a crap on a $10,000 toilet seat. Uh, you know what? That brings me to another little rant. In uh -huh. Man can go to the moon. We've got these computers right. that... We can, you know, a hundred years ago, we could not talk to each other. Well, actually, right. maybe we could have over the phone if we knew phone numbers. I, I don't know. A hundred years ago, did the phones go international? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, they had transatlantic. Yeah, they had transatlantic. Yeah. Maybe not Australia, but they did have some transatlantic cabling. Yeah, so um, maybe we could have spoken, but certainly not done a show and recorded all this stuff and and so forth. But uh, you know, I was I was thinking about it this morning while I, I was. Um, you know, doing the business of the day. And I was thinking, geez, <laughs> why hasn't man invented a better way to clean the back end? It just, <laughs> it, it is so laborious and it doesn't matter. You, you, you could be the president of the United States and you know what? He's still got to get the toilet paper and he's still got to wipe his bum. And it just seems to me that with where we are in society, couldn't we just... I don't know, take a pill or something to limit the amount of mess down there? Or, I mean, isn't anyone working on toilet technology? Yeah, it, has, it hasn't advanced a great deal in the last 50 years or so, I don't think. Uh, toilet paper might have gotten a little softer, but I don't know that it's gotten any better at this. The softer it gets, the more that gets stuck somewhere that, you know... <laughs> 
seriously. It, it is bad. They need to do something about it. And you know what? There's a movie uh, that was, was made in Australia called Kenny about this uh, guy who goes and... Um, it's actually called Kenny. And he's, he's this um, toilet guy that, that runs this company that uh, deals with uh, the, the movable uh, toilets that are at public events and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a whole science to it and, and you know, he cleans out the shitters and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just really, really <laughs> funny. Um, but then from the movie, it moved, it moved into a TV series. I'm going to have to try and track down and see if I can tell you where to find it. And it's really quite good because he goes around the world and he looks at the different toilets that they have and the different way people use toilets all around the world. Now, I'm sure some people are, are you know, listening to this show and they're, they're, you know, losing their constitution at the moment. They're going, oh, no, I, w- I want to go and throw up in the toilet. Why are these guys talking about this? But each, yeah, really. each, each country has a, a different sort of way of having a toilet and a different way to to clean the rear end and it's it's interesting to say the least um so and anyway that was well, just know, a random thought from the uh the closet of mark well you need them then then you might want to investigate some of those new toilet seats that the uh japanese have released that are uh, like built-in bidet toilet seats and all this stuff are, are they the ones maybe, that maybe spray, can... spray wa- wa- water up your keister yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just don't know as I'd like that. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure you get used to well, the that, feeling, but, you know, it's like, I don't know about that. It's, um, well, you know, has it, then it blows you dry and, you know, makes everything all neat and tidy for you. So, <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to get your hands dirty, do you? You know, <laughs> that, well, you know, the, the only solution to it, I would think, would be I'm trying to remember that Eddie Murphy movie from several years ago where he was like a prince. What was that called? I can't remember the name of the movie. He was like a prince and he came to the United States to find a bride. That That was a good one. What was it called? Um, I God, our listeners are probably screaming the title, but he was, they show him at one point where he's taking a bath. I mean, similar nature of cleaning things, you know, and he, but he's just kind of standing there in the water. And then all of a sudden these two lovely women pop up and they say, the uh, every the royal whatever has been cleaned, you know, and all he's doing is just standing there. Maybe that's the answer to your problem, Mark. You need to get uh, some 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 uh, help that will do these things for you. You know that that's that's not a bad plan. I'm sure throughout history, there's been cases of servants and so forth having to do some ghastly things. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the royal butt wiper, you know. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm going to track down that that Kenny TV series, and and we'll have a, a chat about that coming up in in the next few weeks. Just it it's sort of geeky in a way, just because it's different. You know, it, it's interesting, and you know, it, what we talk about on this show doesn't necessarily have to be just sci-fi. It can be, uh, you know, a whole range of things. Speaking of sci-fi, how do they get the toilet on the Starship Enterprise? I don't think they've ever shown a well, scene great- of a bathroom on there, have they? Um, I'm try- well, not not on any of the original series that I can remember, mm. but have you seen the new series, The Enterprise, the one that was with Scott seen, Bakula? I haven't seen all of it. I've seen most of season one, but I haven't seen the other three seasons. I think they went for four seasons. Yeah, well, in the in the first season... I can't remember. It's it's a few episodes in. I can't remember which episode it is. There's a there's a series they show uh, 
Scott's character, uh, God, I can't think of his character's name, uh, Captain whatever he is, and he's in the shower, and all of a sudden the water and all the stuff starts to float up around him, yeah. and he, you know, kind of, and he kind of floats over to the. Uh, to the, the communicator thing and says, is there a problem? And they said, yes, sir. We've temporarily lost gravity on deck, whatever. And uh, working on restoring it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear this thud and all the water and him hit the floor. <laughs> and, you know, classic, you know, well, this is kind of, we haven't quite got everything working just right. You know, it shows the flaws in, in what's going on with, uh, Definitely. you know, it's it, where they're advanced. So that's the closest I can think to where they've caught somebody uh, in, um, the, uh, in, in, in the bathroom, in the bathroom. In you, you know what's funny? Do you remember the episode on the Big Ben Theory uh, where Wolowitz, uh, you know, he's sort of this maker of all the, the interesting gadgets that go up on the International Space Station, and he, he's got a toilet up there. And yep. I, for, I forget which season it's from. It's either season two or season three. And Season two. Season two, there we go. I'm glad you remembered. Uh, and, you know, he... Um, he finds out. Oh no! The you know it's not gonna not gonna flush down or flush out, I should say. And the guys just give him a hard time about it. But it's so the the last scene is hilarious. Where you know the it, they've got a, a sort of scene of the International Space Station, and they're calling back to Houston, saying you know we, we'd like to have an unofficial space walk. And and Houston says, well, how many are you going? And they say, all of us. And uh, then they go on to say <laughs> yep. that, that um, no, they, they um, oh, what, I can't remember, you know, something that, you know, we, we can't approve that, you know, and, and they said to it's Houston, this is just, you know, a FYI, <laughs> we're already out the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, it, thank God they didn't show that on, on film and they just put an image in your mind because you can just... <laughs> you can see it floating in space. <laughs> it's a bit messy. But speaking of that, you know what? We've gone across the Big Bang Theory. Let's talk about Season 2 because we've spent a couple of episodes not talking about Big Bang Theory. And, you know, Kevin, I wonder if we're, with our topics today at least, are we sick enough to send Soft Kitty? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'd I still like to hear more enough. from our listeners. Yeah. But do, but don't. We need to hear something from our listeners. We need positive feedback that you all want to hear us sing Soft Kitty. Yeah, you, you know, you can, I, you can only do it on, on request or when you're sick. And, you know, when, I mean, we're sick and twisted in our minds, but we're not sick. Yeah, sick, that's true. You know, but that, that that's not yeah, really that's, enough reason for Soft Kitty. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now, Kevin, what, so, let's talk season two. What's, um, what's a couple of your favorite episodes? Well, you know, we were talking back before the uh, before, when we were getting ready to tape the uh, the show, and we were talking, and, and you guessed one of the the series that I or one of the shows that I really liked, and in, in at number two is my my favorite episode. I'm trying to find the exact name of the episode. It's the one where they introduce Penny to online gaming. Oh, do you remember a, that? Yes, that, and I, you know what? I'm just going to jump to right at the end of the final scene. Where um, Howard comes on, and uh, they're not playing World of Warcraft; they're playing EverQuest, I think it is. I can't remember. I think so. It's oh, it's called it's called the Barbarian Sublimation. That's what it's called. Oh, okay, yep. So now I got it completely wrong. But then then Howard comes along and invites her for a drink, and she's oh, okay, no, 
no problems. And then she's like, oh, what? Well, she wakes up to herself and throws the laptop down. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was classic. I love it. The, that was that was probably that was my second favorite, and it tied with the other one that you were talking about earlier, which oh, the, was the um, Terminator decoupling. Yes, where where they're on that the was, train, they're was, going to uh, uh, I think they're going to a symposium, and Sheldon makes them travel via train because he loves trains, and you know I'm I'm a big train nut myself, so it was kind of like cool a whole episode in a train. This is great. And then they um, they had as a, a guest star the actress who uh, played the Terminator in the the Terminator TV series, um, and they they were pretty much all trying to hit on her and get a date with her. And I thought it was really funny how Raj was drinking beer, and then he ended up finding out that it was non-alcoholic beer, and they couldn't yeah. talk anymore. It was, that, it was that was hilarious. Absolutely priceless. Well, the, my favorite episode, though, from the second season, and I still have it saved after I don't know how many years on my DVR, even though I have it on DVD, I don't know why I still have it saved on the DVR, is the bath item gift hypothesis, the one where oh, uh, Sheldon yeah. buys Penny the, the Christmas gift. Oh, dear God. When she shows him that handkerchief <laughs> that she got at the Cheesecake Factory that Leonard Nimoy had used and his reaction it was like oh dear lord that just i just lost it then he comes running out you know with all the <laughs> the gift baskets he had bought her said i know it's not enough it's not enough you know and and then he goes over to try to hug her and oh dear lord oh, when that, that man is so when he funny. Tried, that is just i'm sorry that uh, that season that was my favorite episode that just cracked me up I, and I watched that uh, one. I probably watched that episode about once every two or three months, just because I love that episode. It is just funny. Uh, Sheldon and his in his view on the world uh, this past week's, but I won't go into any great detail in case somebody hasn't had a chance to see it. Is a really good episode, um, and I won't say the. Uh, well, I guess I can say who the special guest star was. Leonard Nimoy appears. Mm -hmm so to speak, on the show this past week. So, oh, Very good. I'll have to It'll check be that one out because um, we're, we're a little bit behind being in the land down under. So uh, I think uh -huh. we're about 10 episodes behind. It's all right. I can get it on iTunes if I want, but, you know. Um, well, you know who else is going to be on there this season? Stephen Hawking. Oh, really? That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's going to be on. I don't know, you know what episode. It can't be too much longer because... The uh, new episodes will probably stop here in probably, what, about another month or maybe month and a half. Mm -hmm. So must be coming up soon. He'll be on there. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be good. You'll like the episode when you get to see this one this week. Oh, good It's stuff. pretty good. Yeah, so. you, you know what? Just talking on the, um, the, the Penny and Sheldon sort of characters, I, I just think those two on the screen are absolutely superb. I, I think out of the whole cast, when you get those two in the one scene, it's absolutely priceless each and every single time. They make the... They are such polar opposites on the way they, they come at the world. Um, the episode where he calls her, where she comes back from... She's been to see her family in the Dakotas, and she comes back and she oh, sneezes. 
Yeah, and he goes nuts. It's like, oh, dear Lord, how far away are you, man? Where, Where is your common sense? <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, okay. I think it, Penny said in that episode that uh, the, the buses don't go where you live, do they, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's then you so get funny. into Sheldon and his bus pants. <laughs> you know, yes. yes. Oh, it, it's just, it's priceless. But you know what? You could see those two actually, I, I could anyway, I could see those two becoming the most hilarious item on TV and comedy um, ever. It's just, you know, they're, they're so perfectly suited for each other in complete opposite ways that it's just, I don't know, there's a chemistry there that I hope the writers really start to, to push and explore and and really work with. And I, I know throughout the seasons that they keep sort of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, but it would just be funny to see what a full-on relationship with those two would do. Well, yeah, well you know, um, I remember reading back when that show first came out that really Johnny Galecki, uh, uh, Leonard's character, was supposed to be the featured character and Jim Parsons' character Sheldon was mm-hmm. not supposed to be as featured, oh, if I remember what I read correctly. Um, and I'm sure if I didn't, one of the listeners will be more than happy to uh, tell us so. I don't um, know. They but, did vote on Soft Kitty. <laughs> I know. We may just release Soft Kitty as a single ourselves, and you know, you know, you know we, 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 do do th- we should do that. Put it on iTunes and make some money. I'm sure yeah. we can sell one copy. Scott would buy it. Oh yeah, Scott would. Buy. I bet uh, we could probably get Kershen to buy a copy too. You know, yeah, we get much. two. We get a couple two bucks of out. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could well, probably get two we, bucks we out. Of get, we wouldn't get two bucks because then we'd have to give Apple out their thirty percent, and then we'd have to split fifty fifty, and <laughs> we, we'd then, still then be poor little fees. people. <laughs> then there's legal fees because we stole copyrighted material, probably, or something else. Who well, knows? You, you know. Was rather interesting. I don't like before the show, before the Big Bang Theory. I never knew about the Soft Kitty song, so my first exposure to it was on the show. And I've actually gone on iTunes, and it was my wife who pointed this out and said, "Oh, did you know that these songs actually existed?" And it's like, "Oh wow, it does too," you know. And, and going back a number of years, um, and I was really interested to see that. And it's like, "Wow, okay, that's that's cool. It's sort of a, a lullaby from." from uh time gone past i guess yeah it, it, it's funny how they'll bring they'll they'll call things back up from uh ancient or not ancient but times past and, and bring things up because there's been a couple things and i can't remember one in particular that they brought up and it triggered a memory that i had completely forgotten about you know with uh with something i think it was one of the times they were talking about some comic book character and was one I hadn't thought of in years. Not that I was ever huge into comic books, but there was one they brought up and I went, Oh wow. I really haven't thought of that in years. And then I bought the comic and you know, so there we went down another rat hole there because I ended up spending money because of that show. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that show, the big bang theory has cost me money as much as, um, uh, listening to some of the podcasts I listen to where they talk about the t-shirts and stuff, Kevin. I have a, a T-shirt that says Bazinga across it. <laughs> you know, I love um, that word. There is no dictionary meaning for that, uh, from what I could find anyway. 
and it's up for interpretation as to what it means. But it, it, in my opinion, it's sort of, I'm kidding, I'm joking, you were taken for a fool. Uh, and it, it's just really, really good. They actually, oh, what, which season was it? It might have been season two, where Sheldon is in this big pit of balls. The ball pit. The ball pit. And and he sort of goes around hiding from Leonard, and then he pops up periodically and goes, Bazinga! <laughs> He goes back down. Bazinga. Yeah, he comes back up and goes Bazinga, and it's just like, oh, talk about hilarious. Uh, absolutely yeah, it priceless. Is. It, it, it's great. My uh, my family knows my – well, I've got the Bazinga shirt. I've got a Bazinga coffee mug. Um, I forget what else. Yeah, I I I, I get some of that stuff, and it's just – You, you know, one you know my friends that- at work and – I, I think one of the most unique things that I saw that he had on the show, and it's, it's appeared a couple of times when they're in the laundry room, is the clothes folder, that that blue sort of plastic sort of um, square oh, square the shape. t-shirt folder. The t-shirt folder, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen one of those in my life before, and I'm watching the show, and he, he's folding it away, and it's like such a perfect fold, and I'm like, well, I want one of those. <laughs> you know what's funny? You all you have to do is go and search, you know, um, you know, clothes folder, Sheldon Big Ben Theory, something like that, and it comes up, as, you know, and it's listed everywhere. You know, if, if they put something on the show like a T-shirt or something like that. If you can get your product on there, if you have a cool product, man, you are going to make a million because people are going to go looking for it and want to buy it. Well, you know, there was, um, there was, I saw it one time and I can't remember where I saw it. There was a website that was pointed out that is where most of the shirts come from that Jim Parsons and Johnny Galecki both wear. Mm -hmm. And you can buy the shirts that they wear. Like I, there was one that Jim Parsons had on. I, it was a really cool looking design. I think it might have been Callie Lewis mentioned it or something, but it was a website where they got the shirts that they wear on the show, and it was you know every shirt was there of the ones that you see him wear. Even the ones he wears on a regular basis are there. Can, can you get? The I'll Doppler have to see effect? if I can find. Huh? Can you get the Doppler effect one? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That was the whole costume. I'm not sure. <laughs> But you know they do wear my costumes, Kevin. Here here we go, Mark. Mark going on a side rant here. You you know how kids, and especially you know babies, and that they've got those whole um, you know suits, the the winter suits that have like the The onesies covered. The onesies, yeah. Why can't we get them as adults? They're hard to get. (laughs) You know, it's like Sheldon's Superman underwear and and so forth. You know, it's it's hard to get them in his size. You you were complaining about a little while ago about the trouble you have in, in doing all the work you have to do around your bum. I'm trying to – I've got this picture now that I'm not sure I want of you trying to get out of a man-sized onesie while you're trying to get to the restroom. <laughs> but but couldn't we just have a front and rear zipper? <laughs> Be careful. Uh, Zippers can hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what what movie was that in? Oh, I'm, I'm – I'm, was it? Uh, there's something, something about, about Mary. Mary. Was it? How did you get the beans Mary? above the Frank? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get the beans above the Frank? <laughs> oh, I have not seen that movie then, in about ten years' time. But as soon as you mentioned zippers got stuck, I knew exactly which one we were talking about. Well, then it's well, yeah, especially because they keep working at it, and all of a sudden you know, they yank it down. The next thing you see, they're dragging, uh, <laughs> uh, dragging him out. We got a bleeder. <laughs> 
Oh, I think I'm going to have to go and hire that movie this afternoon and enjoy it because uh, that's, yeah, so, yeah, that's your kids fun. should watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some I some like, of the I movies like the I, I I watch, I'm literally banished to the iPad. I've got to watch them on the iPad because they're. I'm I'm a big horror movie fan as much as I am sci-fi, and if you can merge sci-fi and horror, I'm I'm there completely. Um, but some of the movies I watch are, are purely sick um, to the gut, but <laughs> very enjoyable at the same time. If you're a horror, if you're a horror movie fan and you're listening to the show, you understand what I mean. Uh, but some of them go a little bit overboard on the gratuitous uh, sort of show, showcase and, and carnage uh, of what they present. So, uh, oh, look, it's all, it's I, all I good. Used, yeah, I used to have a guy that worked for me that was big into horror movies, and I never will forget him coming into work one Monday morning saying, I cracked it, I cracked it. I said, what, dude? And he said, we finally came up with a good recipe for blood. And I went, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Well, you know what? And then he I'm said, "I'm not that weird." <laughs> and then he showed me. They did a video in, on the street in front of his parents' house that weekend, and he showed me the video. He said, "Look how good this blood looks." And I went, "Well, yeah, it does look pretty real." <laughs> and I went, "Really? God, we got to find you another life." But he, you know, in all fairness, he, he's a good friend of mine. He no longer works for me. He, he's. Uh, uh, I didn't do anything to him. He found another job before anybody gets upset. Uh, he changed companies and changed and changed states again. Not my fault. Um, but he's big into movies. He does. Uh, he does a lot of podcasting around movies mm-hmm. and um, does write ups and movie reviews uh, cool. for a couple sites. Which, if I could remember which ones they were, I would give him a plug. But I can't remember. But he's a movie holic. He has one entire room of his house devoted to DVDs and videotapes. Wow. I mean, I that, think he magic. told me, I think he has between the two of them, I thought he told me he had about 18, 18 or 2,800 movies in wow. his library. That's, that's massive. I mean, it's, at, at it's my serious. DVD collecting, I think I had around, and, and this, my height of DVD collecting sort of hit about 2001, 2002. And I had maybe 300 movies on DVD and maybe about 100 on VHS at that time uh, because I was actually selling the VHSs as the DVDs were coming out. Um, but, gee, to have more than that, I thought I had a lot. I had nothing in comparison. Now, he he has a tremendous collection. It's unbelievable. And uh, Brian, if you're out there listening to the show today, uh, send me a picture because I know he's posted a couple pictures of uh, his unbelievable collection. He was actually, I think he said he was going to have to change the bedrooms the movies were kept in because the room wasn't going to fit him anymore or something wow. like that or or the wall couldn't support the weight. or so. I don't know what it <laughs> that, was. That is a serious collection. Yeah, he's he's serious about his movies. I mean, he's real serious. Um, and kudos to him. He geeks out on movies much like we geek out on just about everything else. Yeah, I've got to admit, I I do enjoy movies. I enjoy sitting down and relaxing and just unwinding. And it's the only thing I do where the iPhone or the iPad or another gadget doesn't come with me. So it's my escape from the online world. I guess it's where I completely switch off. And you know what, Kevin? Yeah, oh, uh, sorry. I was going to tell you. You asked me last week. Uh, I don't know whether it was on the show or after the show um, about the movie Tintin. 
We oh, watched his, it as a family. Life. It was the kids and the wife absolutely loved the movie. The animation is very good in the movie. Um, it's high quality. The story was good. They loved the story. I liked it, but I wasn't enamored with it. I was, maybe I was distracted. I don't know. Um, but it, they loved it. Matter of fact, we kept it for another week and I think we're going to watch it again tonight, uh, after dinner. So it definitely was a good flick. I would recommend it. I think you and the family would enjoy it. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the animation is really excellent in the way they've done it. So, uh, and it's all check it out now. Yeah, go ahead and give it a look, and I think you'll enjoy it. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, we've come to the end of the show again. It goes so quickly each week. You know, I mean, yeah, it does. When, when you're talking about toilets and, uh, you know, Apple wasting all their money and, and you know, when they could be saving humanity from ourselves and, you know, it, and the well, Big Bang not- Theory. And we, we still miss topics well, that we were going to talk about today, but that's all right. Well, as long as they didn't put money down the waste toilet or waste money down the toilet or... Well, I think they did. Maybe they... I think they did. <laughs> and maybe they're going to wipe their bums with the with the money, you know. Uh, you know, that, maybe that's, that's the way... That's a bad view I didn't need. You know, I'm having another little rant before we sign out. Sometimes you see things like... Um, you, you know, you go on YouTube, for instance, and YouTube is, oh, God, interesting to say the least. It's funny, though, most of the time. <laughs> Facebook's sootier than YouTube, though. Um, but if, oh, yeah. if you look at a new iPad coming out, you can guarantee someone is buying that new iPad or even an Android tablet, whatever. They're going to buy that, and then they're going to smash it. They're going to have a truck run over it, or they're going to drop it off a building just to film it. And I, I look at it, and I go... You guys right in the head, <laughs> you know. You take this, yeah, really nice shiny product that costs hundreds of dollars, and you destroy it. What for a few hundred thousand clicks and five seconds of fame on YouTube? Um, not smart, but you know what? I suppose people who buy that and then destroy things aren't smart anyway. So you know, I'm, yeah, it's <laughs> you know. It, it, it is bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't understand the point in that either, but. Hey, you know, to each his own. True. I, I just feel sorry for the technology. I go, oh, the poor little iPad or, you know, whatever they're smashing up. I've seen them where they, they get iPhones and then they get, you know, a Samsung phone or something. And then they'll uh, HTC and then they'll drop them from the same height and see which one survives. And it's like, you know, get a life. <laughs> anyway. Well, do, well, let me ask you. Th- let me ask you this. Do you feel bad for the. I feel bad for the new technology they do it to. I, I, but you know, how about I, look, I, I, I'm an I, Apple fan, but I don't want to see it happen to any technology. I just feel that people should respect stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, too you, protective. Have you seen the movie Office Space? I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. I'll have to write that one down. You haven't good. seen Office No, is it a good oh, one? Oh, that's, that, that's minus two geek points right oh, away, dude. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm I'm Not taking two, away two. Oh, geek what about one and a half? No, two. Oh, I, I'm sorry, oh. that's two full one. Well, if I watch yeah, it before and, and next you're... week, will I get the points back? Um, yes. <laughs> if you can explain to me uh, what the uh, meaning of the uh, red object that is discussed in the movie is, meaning of the red object. Okay, that that's my homework right. for this you... week. Yes, I've given you an assignment, and I will give you... If you watch it, you get one point back, and if you 
uh, can tell me about the red object that's talked about in the movie. I'll give you the other point back. How's that? Sounds good to me. Where's Google? Wikipedia. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm trying to find them. You know what? I think I'm just going to have to watch the movie now. And certainly if you recommend it, it's got to be good. So I'll check that out and we can have a chat about it next week. That's for sure. All right, Kevin, you know what? We've, we've reached the end. We better go before the listeners hang up on us because, you know, they'll, they'll just stop. They'll, they'll press the stop button. You know that, don't you? They just they'll go, oh, God, these yeah. guys are they're getting boring now. It's been an hour and one minute. You know, well, I don't want to stay here for an hour and two minutes. That's just too long. <laughs> hey, if they made it past talk, you talking about wiping your bum, I'm pretty sure they're still hanging on now to see what the show's going to end. You know what? Very true. Uh, you know, we we should be like a one of those CDs where they have that silent track right at the end, and then you know, after like three minutes of quietness, we just go bazinga. That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> there you that, that, bazinga. That, that that could be our ending for each episode. Um, you know, where it just go. it goes silent for like a minute, and then there's a big bazinga at the end to to scare the the living crap out of everyone listening. That'd be fun. Maybe we should do it. Maybe you next. You know, week. you're talking a lot about crap. you're talking a lot about crap and <laughs> bum bums this week. I, you know, Kevin, Kevin, to worry I'm, about I'm, I'm, I'm I'm crapping on this week, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> this one we went rantastic last week. This week we've been craptastic. <laughs> You know, and that is the. I, I, I don't know if Tim will publish it with craptastic on it, but I'm going to try and get it past him and see if we can get it published with craptastic as the title because that is funny. All right. Well, you've been listening to uh, the Geekiest Show Ever, episode 56, the craptastic episode. Kevin, can you tell the listeners where they can find more about you if uh, they actually want to after our conversations? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to want to, but if they really want to, they can find me on Twitter where I seem to spend a, an inordinate amount of time. That's twitter.com slash B-I-G underscore N underscore V-A. Or if you just want to see a compilation of all the different stuff where I might contribute, talk about things, I promise not to put up pictures of me wiping my bum or anything <laughs> like that. But you can go to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. And uh, everything about me, just go across to everydaymaxsupport.com. And if you'd like to send us some feedback on the show, we'd appreciate it. Positive, negative, it doesn't worry us. We would love to hear your thoughts. If you'd like us to talk about something specific, just let us know. Send an email to help at everydaymaxsupport.com. And for the show and anything else relating to uh, previous editions, we're, of course, on iTunes. But you can also go to the Geeky... Not the geekiest, but you can go to geekiestshowever.com and you can find everything there. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. Hopefully you're not going to unsubscribe after today's show. And you know what? I think, Kevin, if they made it through last week's rant as well, I, I think we've pretty much got a listener base now. Fingers crossed. I, th- um, I think so too. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, take care. Thanks for listening and we'll speak to you in a week's time. And, next, and don't forget, remember this week to hug a geek. If you're a technology fan, make sure you check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson. And me, David Cohen. 
We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. Yeah, for better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad, because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? (laughs) I don't know. Is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to TechFan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. Have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit. Have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. <laughs> 